Oasis of Wisdom Bible Church, the church of a distant Christian Hunger for God is still the topic. Hunger for God is still the topic. In the past studies, we have been sufficiently helped by God to understand that through comparing scripture with scripture, there's a vacuum in every man that only God can feel. So in our previous study, as we compare scripture with scriptures, we have been able to establish that there is a vacuum in every man that only God the Almighty can feel. And until that happens, the search of man for meaning in life will yield no positive result. It's a statement of facts that has evidence all around us that the search of man for meaning in life will yield no positive result until God takes his preeminent place in the affairs of men. So, hunger for God, therefore, when you take it as a priority, is not a distraction from the pursuit of success in life. Let no devil deceive you that when you pursue God, you will miss good things of life. It's not true. Are we together? So, hunger for God is not a distraction from the pursuit of success in life. Rather, hunger for success forms a sure foundation for attaining and securing good life. And that will happen without compromising your faith in Christ in the process. It may not be so easy for the natural mind to easily connect with this, but I am praying, just as I earlier prayed, that it will please the Lord to bring us to that realm of revelation that will consolidate our salvation. So, relationship with God, when taken as it ought to be, relationship with God, which begins with our salvation, is a revelational thing. It's not a rational matter. Until you have the revelation for it, you will remain in your unsaved status. Until you have revelation of God, you will remain in your unsaved and religious status. Still searching for meaning in life. Still searching for God. So, relationship with God is a revelational thing. And that's why I'm praying that you will discover the revelational knowledge of God as I bring you the word of God this morning in the name of Jesus. So, relationship with God is a function of revelation knowledge. It's not a rational thing. Relationship with God is not physically elemental. You know, we have elements in life. The pew you are sitting on is an element. So it's a substance you can practically touch. The voice amplifier I'm holding is an element. Okay, it's something I can handle, I can hold. It's feasible to the physical eye. However, 
our knowledge of God is a revelational thing. It is not physically elemental. In fact, it is beyond mental analysis. The reality of God is beyond mental analysis. So, to have hunger for God, okay, and be able to catch up with God and get hold of God and come into personal relationship with God takes revelational knowledge. So, the relationship we have with God and that I'm calling us into by teaching this subject, hunger for God, is not solely liquid or gas that you can take to the laboratory or workshop for measurement. Remember that we're taught in basic science that matter is anything that has weight and occupies space. But in the things of the spirit, the world of material matter is not the only thing that matters. Is somebody hearing God? All around us, we have the world of material matter. I've mentioned the pew you are sitting on, the food you had this morning, okay, the dress you put on, the shoe you put on, they are the material matters in this world. But the truth of it is that they are not the only things that matters. There are certain things that matters much more. That's why the scriptures say, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and its righteousness. Then every other thing will be added. What shall it profit a man that gains the whole world and lose his soul? So, the world of material matter is not the only thing that matters. So, God and eternity, they are non-earthly materials, but they matter far more than matters. Hello? God and the issue of the salvation of the soul of man, they are not earthly materials, but they matter far more than earthly materials. No matter the monetary value of those earthly materials. So, we can subject the existence of God to evidential facts. I want to see before I believe. It's an issue of faith. Are we together? So, let nobody say, where is God? Is he living up in the sky? Okay? Or living down beneath the earth? So, we can subject the existence of God to evidential fact of science. God is beyond science. Are we together? God is beyond science. So, we can't therefore subject his existence and our relationship with him to evidential facts of science. We can't subject the existence of God to philosophical logic of reasoning. Listen to me. With or without evidential facts of science, with or without philosophical logic of reasoning, God is still God. Hello? Whether you can explain it with science or you are unable to explain it with science, the existence of God is undeniable. And that's why when Apostle Paul 
was praying for the Ephesian church, he emphasized revelation and not manifestation. One of the basic reasons, okay, we are missing God and we may miss heaven, okay, is this tendency in us to subject our relationship with God to only physical manifestation. So, when Apostle Paul was writing to the Ephesian church, he puts emphasis on revelation and not manifestation. Why? Because if you have revelation, you will not lack manifestation. I have prayed that God today will bring us to that realm of revelation that will consolidate our salvation. That we improve our understanding of God. That we also improve our practical relationship with Him. Let's look at Ephesians chapter 1. I read verses 17, 18, and 19. He said that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him. Lots and lots of church coming people have seen manifestation of God in healings, in deliverances. But what is the quantity that have seen or have received the revelation knowledge of God? Apostle Paul went further in verse 18. The eye of your understanding being enlightened, that ye may know what is the hope of his calling and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints and what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us world. Who believe? Now, look at the sequence. He, was, he started talking about revelation, then eventually zero in on the power of God towards us. According to the working of his mighty power. So, when you have revelation, you will not lack manifestation. But a lot of people are missing God today because they want to assess God from the angle of manifestation. Whereas, when you are supposed to pass through the door of revelation, okay, to see God's power in manifestation. Are we together? That is the difference between those that has the grace to work miracle, okay, and those that are seeking miracles endlessly. Like the people of Israel in the wilderness and Moses. Why the generality of the multitudes, okay, saw the act of God? God showed Moses his way. When you don't know the way, you can't benefit much from the work. Hello? And that's why when Jesus came said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man come unto the Father except by me. So, you assess the way of revelation to experience the reality of God's manifestation. So, the true knowledge of God it's not about a physical personality. 
The true knowledge of God is not about a physical object. We are not idol worshippers. That we say, until I enter this room and pray, before my prayer will be answered. Oh, in order to separate yourself and remove distraction, you can go to the mountain to pray. But it must not be that until I get to this mountain, before God will hear me. This is the only special place where if I pray, I know assuredly it's going to be answered. No! Our knowledge of God should not be about a physical personality until this man pray for me. Hello? No other person will pray for me and their prayer will be answered except it is this particular man. So the true knowledge of God is not about a physical personality or a physical object. So let no man mislead you to worship any superhuman. It takes revelation to accept what I'm talking about. So let no man mislead you to worship any superhuman. Or worship mountain. Or worship stone. Or worship the sun, moon, or star as God. No superhuman is God. God occupies a special place that no man can stand in. God is not sifting ground for anybody to take over. And that is why he is called a jealous God. Hello? And the man reduce your Lord and status in him. Don't elevate man to the status of God and don't reduce God to the status of man. To let no man mislead you to worship any superhuman as God, bow to mountain, stone, sun, moon, or stars as God. When Jesus came, he said, Now the time has come. When the true worshippers of God will not worship either in the mountain of Samaria or in the mountain of Jerusalem. No more shall you call a particular well a sacred well. You have to now drink from me. Who is the water of life? Still on this issue of revelation and manifestation, let's look at Psalm 19. The topic is still hunger for God. Because some people are misdirecting their hunger for God into the pursuit of things that are not God and can never substitute for God. So you see them with zeal, verbally religious, like the men of Areopagus in Acts chapter 17, worshipping the unknown. So the summit is the summit in Psalm 19. After speaking so loftily about the manifestation of God through nature, make a very sharp twist and refocus the careful reader back to the true knowledge of God, obtainable only from the word of God. Let's look at Psalm 19, verse 1 to 6, and then let us also observe that twist in verse 7 and 8. The heavens declare the glory of God. And the firmament sweat is handiwork. Can you see the psalmist talking about manifestation of God in nature? Day unto day utter speech. And night unto night sweat knowledge. There is no speech nor language where their voice is not heard. Very popular. 
Their line is gone out through all the earth, and their ways to the hands of the world. In them had he set a tabernacle for the sun. A tabernacle for the sun. He set it in nature. Not a tabernacle for God. Hello? But glory to God. A tabernacle for himself. Who have received his word into our life. Okay? He set it in us. For we are the temple. So, nature is not the house of God. Man is the temple of God. I just pray that God will bring you to that realm of revelation. So that nobody will be tossing you here and there, skelter, and be searching for God where God is not. Say, God is in me. Say, God is in me. Which is as a bridegroom coming out of his chamber and rejoiced as a strong man to run the race. His going forth is from the hands of the heaven. And is circled unto the hands of it. And there is nothing eat from the eat thereof. You see how nature in relationship to the manifestation of the glory of God is highly elevated. Then when we got to verse 6, he said, I mean verse 7, the law of the law is perfect. Hello? So, with all the great manifestation, perfection was not found in nature, but perfection was found in the word of God. The law of the Lord is perfect. That's a refocusing away from nature to God. And until you refocus away from men and elemental material things of this world, you will never get your hunger for God satisfied. Are we together? That's why people will think that by the time they have plenty money, then <laughs> they will have reached the end okay, of their desire in life. And they discover that the figure they think if they have will be sufficient. After having it, they discover they still need more money. Are we together? So, the law of the Lord is perfect, comforting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the heart. Until you receive the word of God, you are a blind man. So long you continue to resist the word of God, you are a blind man. You are spiritually uncivilized. Spiritual, spiritual civilization comes by revelation of the word of God. Hello. And that is why you see highly educated in the matters of this world. People who are highly educated in the matters of this world do foolish things. Commit incest. Their education when they have challenges of depression cannot stop them from committing suicide. Are we together? And you begin to ask, what else does this man want in life that he didn't have? And he went and hung himself. So, so long you lack revelation knowledge of God, you are spiritually uncivilized. Spiritual civilization comes by revelation of the word of God. So, the reality of the essence of God actually can be expressed by nature. As we found in 
Psalm 19 from verse 1 to 6. But none of the elements of nature can replace God. Hello? That is the mistake of the idol worshippers. And some modern day prophets are also making the same mistake. They will take an expedition into the bush and they will see a waterfall. And they will say, by the authority of this waterfall, I pray for you. When we are to pray for people, pray for ourselves in the only name of Jesus Christ. People are now using the name of waterfall, the name of a mountain, the name of an angel that stepped on a rock and placed a mark there. Hallelujah. Some of which, even scientifically, when you prove it, can be a process of degradation. Not actually that any angel descended on any mountain to put a mark there. But let us even assume that an angel walk on that mountain and we can see the footprint of the angel on the mountain. The reality of the existence of God can be expressed by nature. But none of these elements of nature can replace God. So, I bring a warning to you this morning. Beware of Christianized idolatrous practices. These are the days when idolatrous practices are being Christianized. Including putting the anointing oil and mantle in the position of God. You know, I use anointing oil to pray. Hello? But I understand that they are just instruments of grace. The anointing oil can be an instrument of transferring the power of God. The anointing oil is not the power of God. Neither is the anointing oil the Holy Spirit. So let us beware of Christianized idolatrous practices. So the use of elemental things within biblical context is not sinful. Hello? But a situation whereby when your oil, when you when the bottle of anointing oil runs out, you will have to keep a VG. Because since you have not been able to rub it that day, a witch can come and kill you. You know, some people have taken it to that idolatrous level. Or you are traveling, and because you forgot the mantle that your pastor asked you to always hang on your steering wheel, okay? Your... Your heart is palpitating. Accident may happen. Accident may happen. Because the man too is not with you. When God has given you revelation in his word that I will be with you from now unto the hands of the earth. Are we together, church? So let us beware of Christianized idolatrous practices. Let's make use of these elemental things Within biblical context, when we do so, it is not sinful. But putting our faith in them against the word of God and the will of God does violence to the sovereignty of God. It's like you are trying to unseat God and put elemental things in the place of God. What an insult. So let's put an hand to all this insolence. Every man needs the knowledge of God. That is revealed by the Holy Spirit through the word of God. And let that suffice you. Once you have the word of God for a thing, it settles it. Forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. So, and once heaven settles a thing, who 
And who, who is that principality? And who is that power? Who is that man that will settle what God has settled? So let's get it right. The true knowledge of God is not obtainable or attainable by the imagination of human mind. Because some of these things, our mind just generate them. And we follow after them seriously. The true knowledge of God is not attainable by the imagination of human mind. It's not attainable through scientific postulation either. The true knowledge of God is not, a, a, is not attainable by philosophical superstition. There are a lot and lot of philosophical superstition okay, that we have taken today as revelation. So we need through biblical preaching to stop all this mess. What do we need to stop the mess? True biblical preaching. And what is true biblical preaching? Marketing God to those who are living in ignorance of their desperate need of God. Many people are living in ignorance of their desperate need of God. True biblical preaching is also about encouraging those who already understood they needed God to sustain their hunger for intimate relationship with God by feeding on the word of God, not by dwelling on superstition, not by dwelling on magical manifestation. Miracle or no miracle, God is still God. So, the unbeliever have their problem. The acclaimed believer who have believed the wrong thing have the bigger problem. It was better for some people, okay, that they are becoming church people who are even delayed until they start on the right foundation. So, the pitiable situation of the unbeliever is that it takes vanity as reality. It takes what? Vanity as reality. So, just because he can lay hold on material thing, he thought he has laid hold of God. Whereas, all things, all material things of this world, they are perishable. The only thing that will not perish is the word of God. Heaven and heart passeth away. But none, not even a judge, not a comma, in the word of God will pass without being fulfilled. Every other thing will perish. The only thing that will survive eternal destruction Okay, is the soul of man that is saved by the revelation of the word of God. So, stop taking vanity as reality. Rather, rely on the word of God for your knowledge of God. So, the pitiable situation of the unbeliever is that it takes, reality, it takes vanity as reality because he's not relying on the word of God for his knowledge of God. So, the knowledge of God that you claim to have, where do you derive that knowledge? What you hold as doctrine, where do you derive them? Are we together? What you hold as philosophy that is running your life, where did you derive them? So long they are not derivable from the word of God, you continue to celebrate counterfeit life and you will despise the true source of good life. The word of God is the true source of the good life. So an unbeliever Instead, celebrate counterfeit life and despise the true source of good life. These are the people the Bible describes as fetching water into the pot that cannot hold water. 
the people of Israel fell into the same error severally. Let's look at Jeremiah chapter 2. I read from verse 4. And a few other verses. Maybe there are about up to verse 13. Hear ye the word of the Lord, O house of Jacob, and all the family of the house of Israel. Thus saith the Lord, What iniquity have your fathers found in me, that they are gone far from me, and have walked after vanity, and have become vain. So, their spiritual, their, the result of their spiritual labor was evaluated by God. And what they score is that uh, they obtained vanity. And when God wanted to correct them, he draw their attention back to the word of God. He said, Hear ye the word of the Lord, O house of Jacob, and all the family of the house of Israel. Thus said the Lord, What iniquity have your father found in me, that they abandoned me, the true source of life, and they have gone far from me. And have walked after vanity. And in the process they themselves become vain. Neither said they, where is the Lord that brought us up out of the land of Egypt? That led us through the wilderness. Through a land of desert and of peace. Through a land of drought and of the shadow of death. Through a land that no man passed through. And where no man dwells. Now God was making them to realize that. When they receive all the miracles they, they, they got in the wilderness, okay, was it because they saw him with their physical eye? Yet, okay, they abandoned him because he was not practically feasible to them to pursue idols that they can lay hold of. And I brought you into a plentiful country to hear the fruit thereof and the goodness thereof. But when ye enter, ye defy my land. And made my heritage an abomination. The priest said not, Where is the Lord? And they that unto the Lord knew me not. Is not that the story of today? Lots and lots of people, every other day, people claim me to be called into ministry of preaching. How many of them actually know the Lord? The pastor also transgressed against me. And the prophet prophesied by Baal. And walk after things that do not profit. Wherefore, I will plead with you, say the Lord. And with your children, children will I plead. For pass over the houses of Shiftim. And see. And send unto Kelda. And consider diligently. And see if there be such a thing. You look all around us. Places of religious worship. Zero knowledge of God. Plenty places of religious worship. Zero knowledge of God. Had a nation changed their God, which are yet no gods, but my people have changed their glory for that which does not profit. Be asked tonight, O ye heaven, at this, and be horribly afraid. Be ye very, very desolate, saith the Lord, for my people have committed two evils. They have forsaken me, the fountain of living waters, and heal them out cisterns broken cisterns that can hold no water. What is the solution? Spiritual enlightenment. What do I call it? That's why Apostle Paul prayed for the vision church that their eyes of understanding may be open. So, spiritual enlightenment is the greatest need of man. 
But that is what the devil will not want men to seek. The greatest need of man is spiritual enlightenment. But that is what the devil will not want men to seek. John 8.32 Jesus says, And ye shall know the truth. And the truth shall make you free. But trying to walk against your liberty, your freedom, your true knowledge of God, the devil will do everything possible to keep men away from the truth. Why? Because he wishes to keep them in perpetual bondage. For what reason? For what reason? So that they can be eventually destroyed. Somebody want me to come again? The devil is doing everything possible to keep men away from the truth. Why? Because he wishes to keep them in perpetual bondage. So that he can eventually destroy them. So, the devil knows that your faith determines your faith. What you believe, okay, determines what you become. Your F-A-I-T-H determines your F-A-T-E. Your faith determines your faith. So, the devil will therefore go ahead, feed you with the wrong information about God in order to control your eternal destiny. May that control of the enemy over your destiny be broken this morning. In the name of Jesus. So the devil do as much as possible to feed you with the wrong information. Even if we go to the extent of resting the scripture, twisting the truth of the scripture, just to make you believe the wrong thing. Okay? So that you can become the bad thing. I pray again. May that hold of Satan over your understanding of God be broken in the name of Jesus. The devil will not succeed to control your destiny again. Can we pause here and continue again next week? For you to be spiritually civilized, you must receive the revelational knowledge of God. God bless you in Jesus' name. We believe you'll be blessed by the ministry of this message. You will do well to be the doer of all you've heard. For further inquiry and spiritual help, contact this number 080-356-8882 or worship with us at Oasis of Wisdom Bible Church or Justin's University of Ilorin Teaching Hospital, Okilsi Ilorin. God bless you.